Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. And I can only hear out of one of my headphones, but that's okay. It still works. <laughs> I can hear me. I'm trying not to touch anything because... I, I can hear myself, so... Yeah. Can you hear that cup go down? Oh, no, well, I'm going to put it on the ledge okay. so it doesn't make noise. Uh, we're... We mentioned this last week, but we're ahead of ourselves because we have three weeks of programming, but we're mm-hmm. trying to still space it out, I guess, just in case other stuff comes up or we have new premieres to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we are talking this week about uh, Friday, August 5th to Thursday, August 11th. It's a week where we actually have four films. Sometimes when we have Saturday Night Cinema or Rocky Horror or a kids' matinee on the weekend or extra rentals, this week we have four, which I think is a really nice number because I find, even as somebody who sees everything here for free, I can't keep up with it sometimes when we have six movies in a week or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Often there'll be stuff that anybody is probably not interested in everything we show, but uh, when we have four movies, I could almost get away with seeing them all <laughs> in, yeah. in a week. Yeah, it doesn't look overwhelming. And we have some super fans who who at minimal come to see at least two movies a week, usually like a double bill on a Friday night or something. So, yeah, if, I mean, it's a situation, too. If we made more money, if, if, we, if we could show two movies a week and get 200 people to every show, but we kind of mix things up a bit to mm-hmm. kind of have a little bit more of a catalog uh, for people to more choose. More diversity. From. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have two premieres and two non-premieres. Uh, first up, Free State of Jones. Starring Matthew McConaughey. Is this part of the McConaissance? Are, are we still in the McConaissance? Because uh, this one kind of came... If we in, are, it's been going on for a while. I was just listening to... I've started listening to Malton on movies. And it's funny, because when I was a kid, Leonard Malton was the guy on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, yeah. And Entertainment Tonight was... Used to be a good show. <laughs> Yeah, when it started, I think it was a, like an entertainment show, and then it kind of delved into... Now it's all about celebrity. I mean, it was always and, about yeah. celebrity to, to a degree, but Leonard Malton would do really good film reviews, and they do pieces on like the making of a film. And I think we'll be more concerned with actually interviewing an actor or a director or somebody who's on a new TV show, Yeah, where I don't know when it started, but somewhere along the lines, like a lot of pop culture news really became reality stars and, and paparazzi and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But he's got a bit of a resurgence in the podcast world thanks to Doug Benson. Yeah. Because Doug having him as a guest and making use of his reviews as part of his games. So I started listening to his show. It's really good. It's uh, just a basic, just a couple guys talking about uh, movies. And I think eventually it kind of gets into more of like guests on each episode. Mm-hmm. I'm only on episode 30 and there's like 80 episodes. But they talked about the McConaissance. And what is the McConaissance? Well, so McConaughey started, and he was a oh. handsome and talented young actor doing stuff like Dazed and Confused. Yeah. And uh, he did Contact and A Time to Kill. So he really had some diversity, did some science fiction, did some lawyer stuff, did some comedy. And then somewhere along the line, you can kind of, at this point, put his career into three points. And it was like, you know, young up-and-comer, and then... Like a decade of romantic Magic. comedies. Yeah, romantic leading man stuff. The McConaissance. And the romantic comedies, nothing wrong with romantic comedies. There's a lot of great ones out there. But he seemed to just get stuck doing the, 
the worst the wedding planner of, yeah and they were nobody seemed to like him i guess some of them made some money because he kept doing them yeah but they were kind of the sarah jessica parker era of romantic comedy that were instead of just being like a when harry met sally it was complicated dumb guy changed, yeah just really so he did, he did like 10 of those he did yeah. a whole bunch of those and then somewhere along the way, he started doing a bit more independent stuff. And I forget what the first one is, but it was like he did stuff like, like it might have been Mud, but he did um, that. And then, and then more recently, like Dallas Buyers yeah. Club. And he just started doing, he was still McConaughey. He was still kind of like in Mud, he's kind of playing a McConaughey-esque character. Mm-hmm. But he just started getting accolades and working with better filmmakers. And, yeah. And, um, doing and, less generic star vehicles, doing and, and more I find interesting stuff. Wasn't afraid to do, which I, which I applaud actors nowadays, big time actors, not afraid to do the cameo or the supporting part, which once upon well, a yeah. time, that never happened. Like you, you didn't, to my knowledge, I don't think you saw somebody like Humphrey Bogart or Spencer Tracy back in the golden age or, or more recently like a Paul Newman or Robert Redford in a cameo or, or as part of an ensemble, Mm -hmm. they were kind of the star. Yeah. And so he's had little tiny part in like Wolf of Wall Street, but everything he's done has just stood out in the last little while. Well, just looking at his IMDb page, he did do all these fluffy romantic movies, but then he did, I guess maybe Lincoln Lawyer might've been the start of the reconnaissance. Reconnaissance. Yeah. And he was in Richard Linklater's Bernie. Which was great. Which we premiered, which is excellent. Yeah. And that's like, that's him playing a character. He's got kind of a gut and he's got a cowboy hat. And yeah. It's, it's not like a typical movie star role. And then uh, Killer Joe. Which I think is one of our, one of our employees, former manager Christie's like favorite movies. It's excellent. And uh, yeah, he's like <laughs> a real nasty character in that one. Yeah. And so he just kept on doing these. And so... This is another one, Free State of Jones. It's a uh, Civil War drama. I have no idea if it's under the moniker of based on a true story or not. It is. He's is playing a real guy, but I mean, I imagine it's heavily fictionalized. Yeah. Newton Knight. He's a Confederate soldier, but he uh, goes turncoat and he stages a revolt with slaves and women against uh, the Confederacy. Cool. And it's directed by Gary Ross, who I think he did... Pleasantville. Pleasantville, Seabiscuit. I think he did one of the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. Maybe the first one, I he, don't, he, I don't he, know. He got a paycheck to do a Hunger Games movie. Yeah. Good for him. But, uh, yeah, so that's starting uh, this week, Friday, August 5th, at uh, Matinee Show at 3.30, uh, continuing the reconnaissance. And then next he's going to be in uh, The Dark Tower, the Stephen King mm-hmm. movie. I don't... I At one point in time, maybe they've... they've rein this back a bit just to kind of focus on the task at hand but at one point in time they were going to do like a trilogy and a tv series and all this kind of stuff yeah um more and more here i think they're just kind of focusing on this which is good i like that like focus on this if it does well then worry about doing the next one but uh yeah he's going to be playing the, the the villain in in the epic dark tower film which is one of my if not my favorite book series of all time one of my favorites mm-hmm. So that's uh, coming up next year for him, I think. Uh, yeah, so Free State of Jones. Uh, the other film we have this week is Captain Fantastic. I thought this used to have a longer title. 
but maybe it's just Captain Fantastic. <laughs> Not just Captain Fantastic. It's with Viggo Mortensen, and it's a it's about a family of an eccentric family who live in in away from society. Yeah, he's raising his kids to be like rugged individuals, like not reliant on city life or technology. Yeah. He's teaching them to read like Noam Chomsky and eat organic and all yeah. that. And uh, his wife disappears or she they're divorced. She commits suicide. He wants to go to the city to t- take his kids to the funeral, but his father-in-law doesn't like him. Right. He feels like, no, you. I don't like the way you're raising your kids. So he's at odds with him. And, uh, yeah, it was, I think it was pretty big at Sundance, this movie. And it's Viggo Mortensen who, who doesn't work enough because mm-hmm. I think he's great. And he's done a few movies in the past couple of years, but not a ton. Like, he's not really in the public eye. He's not in kind of the Hollywood circle. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the type who, you know, he doesn't want to be the typical movie star. Like, the most mainstream thing I could think he did besides for Lord of the Rings was Hidalgo, and that was quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. That was like a Disney film. Um, and then he was in the, what was it? Was it a David Cronenberg film? Yeah, he did a couple. He was in History of Violence. Which and great. He played yeah. Freud in Dangerous Method. That's what I was He's really of. good in those. Yeah. So he, he, he shows up, but he's, um, even this film is a independent film, a, a uh, mm-hmm. very Mayfair Theater type film. He was, funnily enough, to mention uh, Dark Tower, he was my pick to play Roland in the Dark Tower. Ah. Uh, which has gone to Idris Elba, and I think he'll do a great job. Well, him and McConaughey, what they have in common is that they both started out doing Texas Chainsaw movies. Oh, yeah. Um, Viggo Mortensen's in Texas Chainsaw 3. Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey's in Part 4. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a weird coincidence. And Part 4 is like... With who, Renee, Renee Zellweger, is yeah. in it, too. A lot of... Uh, that's not... A rare occurrence. A lot of actors have. I found a lot of actors have a start in soap operas or horror films. Yep. And usually not good horror films. Usually, yeah. usually it's like, you know, Jennifer Aniston in, in Leprechaun or. or uh, I think Charlize Theron did one of the Children of the Corn movies. And I think Clooney. Clooney, who Clooney I, was in like Return of the Killer yeah. Tomatoes or something. And he had, I mean, he's a guy who paid his dues because yeah. before he hit. ER. He had the mullet and he was doing TV and stuff. Yeah, and, and I've heard him joke that he, you know, he, he was like a gold medal failed pilot actor where he, it was like good news, bad news. Like he got a pilot gig, yeah. but then that show didn't get picked up. And so he did like 20 of those. So. Yeah. But yeah, like the, the kind of the, the horror film, horror film badge is not too infrequent for a lot of actors. And I guess too, it's, it's, it's a genre that is low budget, and independent and good stomping ground to start. Yeah, does indeed big stars. And, uh, but yeah. And uh, yeah, so Captain Fantastic, uh, that starts this Friday at 6.30. Uh, one of our two Ottawa premieres this week, uh, one is the political documentary, and I think it is just pronounced Wiener. Yeah, Anthony Wiener. Wiener, which is one of the craziest things on top of crazy things that, yeah, that, there's no way to tiptoe around this, but a guy who got trouble for taking a picture of his, his bulge bulge is named Wiener. Yeah. Like, so that's crazy right there. And then it's crazy that 
he kept trying after this controversy. And yeah, he, he resigned from Congress after that and then decided to run for mayor of New York. And, and the, the documentary is following him as he makes this really failed bid to run for, for mayor. And besides for a failed bid, it just looks like he, he just stumbled as much as he could. Like yeah. He, he would say the wrong thing instead of uh, taking... I think he's got kind of a temper. Yeah, so instead of so taking he, the high he, road, yeah. he'd yell at some heckler and look bad. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but it's, it's fascinating. The, the, the world of politics... Like, I am not political at all. Um, I can't really hold a conversation or argument mm-hmm. about politics. But these political documentaries are amazing because, like, to get into politics, on paper, it's, it should be, oh, I want to help people and I have ideas to fix the city. That's but usually not the case. That's not the case. It's, it's these, like, mad with power yep. individuals who seemingly more often than not get in trouble somehow. Yeah. And statistically, I don't know if politicians get in trouble any more than teachers or doctors or or small business owners or mm-hmm. or artists or what but it seems that if you're a republican or if you're a, a right-wing politician if you're a conservative politician you're probably gonna get caught doing something bad yeah or, especially if you're like you know rallying against porn or something and and yeah then one day you're gonna people are gonna find out that you like to go on Pornhub or something. Yeah, or if you're if you're anti the gay community anyway, it's going to get found out you have you're a you're gay. You're having a gay affair. Yeah. yeah, like it's just there was some. I think it's Chicago. I think it's Chicago. Chicago or Detroit has this staggering track record, and it's like twenty mayors in a row mm-hmm. <laughs> like have gotten in some form of scandal, whether it be cheating on their wife or embezzling yeah. or a secret of like a gay affair or, or, or threatening someone or just, just this crazy track record of this person whose job is supposed to be to help people and yeah. help the city. And they're just bad. Yeah. And I saw the trailer for this just last night and it looks, it looks fascinating and it looks kind of horribly funny. <laughs> kind yeah. Of like yeah. uncomfortably funny. But this guy got into the public eye again, agreed to have this documentary made about him, yeah. and continued to get in trouble. And it just shows you the lengths that people will kind of go to uh, in the crazy world of politics. And like we had the other one, we've had a couple of political documentaries, but we had the one... We oh, had the Elliot Spitzer one. Yeah, and that one was great. That one was... Where he was, uh, he was trying to make a difference, apparently, like go after like Wall Street corruption, but then it yeah. turns out he was discovered that he, he was into... Yeah, escorts. And he that really just, liked that escorts. Totally ruined his career, and it and it kind of comes up in the mo- in in that film, the Spitzer film, where like where do you separate it? Because he 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 was doing bad things, kind of against his family, against his wife for sure. But he was a great politician. Mm-hmm. Everything everything was lining up for him. Everything he was yeah. doing well. He was doing things. So and he wasn't stealing money. He wasn't you know using the expense account. So should that be left to he and his family to go over? Was he, though? What, wasn't he? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I thought he was all above board. I thought, I thought except for the escort, the escort thing, thing yeah. everything else was above board. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Bill Clinton, where he did a bad <laughs> thing, but he wasn't, you know, stealing money or embezzling or doing yeah. a secret war. But 
I think the biggest thing that gets these guys in trouble is they lie and, and then they mm-hmm. get caught. And especially nowadays, if you're doing something via like texting or Skyping or whatever, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. I don't know if it's a slightly older generation who doesn't realize the digital paper trail that's being left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we've had this great run of, I meant to comment on it online. Um, I, I always get frustrated kind of three times a year, like, like award season slash end of the year. So like those two times and like summer when it's like summer blockbuster time. Cause there's always an article or always somebody going, Oh, no good movies this year. Yeah. Every, every year, forever. You can probably go back to the thirties and they say that, you know, and it's just not true. And, and it's like, just because you're going to see the new Transformers movie, it doesn't mean there's no good movies out there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's always good TV. There's always good books. There's always good is, music. Is this your segue to Hunt for the Wilder People? Yeah, because... Because <laughs> this does look really good. Yeah, so I was going to, like, if you think there's no good movies out there, just see something by Taika Waititi. And mm-hmm. we, are, we are ecstatic to have the Ottawa premiere of Hunt for the Wilder People. So it is wilder people, not wilder people. Wilder people, wilder it people? just sounds I, more, that sounds. I haven't heard a filmmaker involved or the trailer it doesn't mention the title. So, yeah. So I don't know if it's wilder people or wilder people. I guess it should be wilder people because they're in the wilderness. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. But I still haven't heard like an interview where Taika or Sam Neill or somebody referenced the actual name of the film. Well, is it one word? It wilder. is one word. It's, if it's one word, then it should be wilder people. Wilder people, yeah. So this film, if you haven't seen the trailer yet or heard about it, it's, um, it's PG, so it's a family-friendly adventure set in New Zealand about a troubled, eccentric kid uh, who runs away from home and is teamed up with Sam Neill, who is a kind of a mountain man-looking guy. Mm-hmm. And... People are chasing them. People are out to, to catch them. And I just know from what I've seen from the trailer, I've kind of avoided too much beside, uh, on top of that. But uh, Taika Waititi, I think we've mentioned him a few times already, but he was one of the, the masterminds behind Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. And he's done three films, uh, Boy, Eagle vs. Shark, and... Um, what We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. All three, I think, are excellent films. And... So this is his latest, another New Zealand production. And then his next film is going to be the new Thor film. Ah, okay. Which, so that's going to be his, his big big Hollywood... Uh, debut. Debut. And, um, but, yeah, if, if you think there's no... And this is an original story, original screenplay, not based on something. So it's not a reboot or a remake or a sequel that so many people seem to be frustrated with nowadays. Mm-hmm. And... We, we had such a good turnout and reaction for um, his last film that we screened, which was another Ottawa premiere, for What We Do in the Shadows. So I hope that audience comes out again for this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have it kind of staggered. We have it in late shows, matinees, early shows. So hopefully if kids want to come see it, they can come, you can bring the kids to see it or come see it. on. Uh, we premiere it on Friday the, ele- or Friday the 5th at uh, 9 o'clock. So a late show to start with. Yeah, so late later shows and a bad, uh, couple matinees, couple matinees, yeah, yeah. and then and then early shows too. So yeah, but I'm really looking forward to this one. This might be my this. It's funny because people say like, "Oh, what movie are you looking forward to this summer?" And they're referencing like the big multiplex movies. Yeah, but I'm like, I think this one. I think this is the one I'm yeah. looking forward to this summer. And um, 
It's uh, if you're familiar with the Flight of the Concords gang, uh, Reese Darby also has a supporting part in it, who played the uh, hilarious band manager of the Concords. Yeah, Murray. Murray and yeah, Reese Darby, who's he's I've seen him a few times on um, shows like At Midnight, and he's just mm-hmm, he's funny, hilarious. He has a sketch comedy show, but I haven't been able to watch it yet because I don't think it's on uh, Canadian Netflix. Mm. It's like a BBC show? No, it's like a New Zealand oh, channel okay. show, yeah. And it's it's one of those ones where it's, uh, he's kind of the, it's like a sketch comedy show, but without a sketch troupe. I think it's like, it's just him playing different mm. characters every episode. And there's some music in the trailer that sounds a lot like Flight of the Concords-esque, but I don't know if it's Flight of the Concords. I can't tell, but mm-hmm. there might be a little Flight of the Concords connection to this film as well. But yeah, be sure to check that out. If you're someone who thinks there's no good movies out there, there are. <laughs> Come and see them here. But, uh, but yeah, and, and I was mentioned too, documentaries. Um, I've seen three in a row here. I saw uh, Time Machine. Mm-hmm. I missed that one. Or How to Build a Time Machine. And uh, Dark Horse. And then last night I watched The Witness. Three very different movies. One kind of a, a interesting science pop culture. One about horse racing, and then one, a, a true crime documentary. Mm-hmm. And I just loved, like, loved all three of them. Mm-hmm. Like, highest praise for all three. And then we have Wiener, as we mentioned, and then in a little while we have uh, Man vs. Snake, a video game yeah. uh, uh, documentary. And so that's another thing. If you don't think there's any good movies, maybe try documentaries. Yeah, no, it's a good year <laughs> for documentaries, for sure. And because we've, we've had this really great track record and have a couple more coming up now. And I just, I, I haven't been disappointed by a documentary that we've screened in a long time. I, I can't even think of the last time I walked out of a documentary and was disappointed. But, um, yeah, so keep those on, on uh, your radar as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, what did we book? We booked a whole bunch of stuff. Is there anything, mm-hmm. what do we have coming up? Well, we have The Fits, uh, which starts the following weekend, August 12th. Yeah. We've got uh, the Star Trek trilogy two three and uh, star trek two three and four mm-hmm. on saturday august 13th uh we have a martial arts film coming up entitled the final master which starts on the 14th and canadian film i believe entitled zoom yeah it's like on the 24th and 25th production canadian and yeah somewhere else a uh, tale of tales on september 2nd uh, speaking of documentaries, we've got Venner Herzog's internet documentary, Lo and Behold, on uh, August 26th. Oh, it's going to be so good. I want him to direct all the movies. Yeah. He hasn't done a And narrate all the movies. While. Yeah, it's true. We, we screened, I remember we screened the, the bizarre reboot, reimagining Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, which is pretty good. Port of Call New Orleans with uh, Nick Cage. Uh, directed by Werner, and man, I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, a great movie. And I can't. Yeah, when was his last fiction one before? He's doing more documentaries nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. He, he did more, a couple of smaller movies that didn't. I don't think got a really big release. But. Yeah, he does more documentaries and more um, kind of just being Werner. I think I think he did like a short documentary about the dangers of texting while driving. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. I forget what it's called, but I think it's on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Was that on the heels of uh, him saving Joaquin Phoenix's life? uh, It was definitely after that. Because that's a true story, right? Yeah. Where, like, like Joaquin Phoenix flipped his car over, and then 
he hears some footsteps coming up, and it's Werner Herzog yeah. who drags him from His the car. His soothing voice. That's so crazy. Yeah, every, everything Werner does is this weird, eccentric adventure. Yeah. And I, I would just love to see him in everyday life of buying groceries or... Yeah, someone should make a documentary about him. He should That'd host, cool. like, a show. He, sh- he should... Yeah, like a natural, uh, a national geographic show. Yeah, do. or a really podcast or anything. Or, yeah, he'd do a killer podcast for sure. But, yeah, so his documentary's coming up. Uh, always happy to have one of his documentaries on hand. Um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Oh, we have some stuff coming up. I guess we'll talk about it more next week, but... Because we are a week ahead, I know we do have uh, Woody Allen's latest coming up. Yeah, Cafe Society. And that, uh, it's funny how he'll work with some people like a few movies in a row, it seems. That's the new trend. Like, because mm-hmm. I, think, I think Parker Posey's in this one again. Um, I think. Or maybe she was in the last one. But there's... She was in the last one. Yeah, yeah. she was in the last one. And has she done two in a row now or just the one? Oh, uh, she... I want to say that she was in an, an earlier one. Yeah. Not sure. But uh, this is another, this is Cafe Society, which we have coming up, which we got really fast. Mm-hmm. Our friends over at the Bytown had it for a little while, and we got it kind of immediately after them. But we have that coming up next week. Um, and then, yeah, this weekend, or next week, a week from, so Saturday the 13th. No, is that right? Yeah, Saturday the 13th. The Star Trek trilogy, some people, it's funny, I overheard somebody sitting behind me when I was here to watch a movie, and they were confused why it was called the Star Trek trilogy. Yeah. And so I... It's really more just three sequels. It is. So I turned and answered their question, and I was like, well, even though it's two, three, and four, I mean, it's funny, the poster I use that's up on the big screen in our slideshow is just the the Blu-ray box art. So they use yeah. they use trilogy, right, right. Um, and I don't know who first some some Trekkie ages ago before the age of the internet, I think stamped it that it was a trilogy, and it kind of is because Star Trek one, five, six, seven are all kind of standalone. Mm-hmm. Seven is the bridge to next generation movies, and then all the next generation movies are very standalone, very mm-hmm. episodic. But two, three, and four. If you kind of cut out the credits, it could be just a film, a long film. Mm-hmm. And even, I think it's at the beginning of three, there's even like a last time on Star Trek, like, oh. like a little thing. I've only seen part two, so. Two, two's, <laughs> two's good. Two's, two's one of but the I best But I should ones. see these ones. They look good. Well, they're, they're good. Um, yeah, I, I know that five is considered crappy. Yeah, some people say it's like, it's like one, three, five, seven are bad, but I think three's fine. Three's cool because you have... Uh, Christopher Lloyd, and um, yeah, you have Christopher Lloyd as a uh, Klingon, mm-hmm. and that was right when Christopher Lloyd was doing like Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future, when he was doing all these cool. He was quite the the king of sci-fi for a little while there, mm-hmm. king of king of nerd movies. But but yeah, so that's coming up. All three films. Um, I think we're gonna have hot dogs. Yep. Maybe some other special stuff, and some people have asked me if we're gonna do any more Star Trek stuff, and I'm just like. Nothing official, but it just hinges on this making money. So if you want some more Star Trek stuff coming up... You gotta show up. Come see this one, and then maybe we'll do something else special, because this is the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. And then some people asking if we're going to get the new film, and I always am hesitant to answer that question because we just don't know. Like, 
it all depends. Like mm-hmm. sometimes we're able to squeeze in mainstream stuff, but sometimes even though there's no such thing as video stores for the most part anymore, they come out on Blu-ray or Amazon or whatever. And then that's kind of not available to us anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe get the new one, but maybe also maybe show one of those single films or something like that. But uh, yeah, for now, come out and see the classics, two, three, and four, uh, with Canadian Canadian icon William Shatner yeah. at the helm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess that's about it for this week. Maybe we'll start to wrap things up here, just because uh, Andrew has to go to work soon. Yep. <laughs> um, be sure to check out our friends across the street at House of Targ. Mm-hmm. I was there last uh, Sunday night. Everyone was very polite. It was a uh, it was an extra crowded night because it was like a holiday Monday. That's right, yeah. And you're always afraid of people. It's, you know, outsiders. I get this, like, reverse <laughs> nerd thing of, like, you know, you're not one of us. Yeah. But everyone was really good. Everyone only took one turn at the pinball machine and would look over their shoulder and step aside. And But uh, lots of good uh, movie-themed games there still, like Lethal Weapon and Ghostbusters. And, um, yeah, so go, be sure to check out their calendar for bands they have coming up and special events they have and they will be helping us out with the premiere of Man vs. Snake coming up soon. Mm-hmm. And go to audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theatre Podcast to download a free audiobook. I haven't listened to it yet but I got uh, David Spade's audiobook. Ah. Just out of, he's not someone who I, I'm like a giant fan of. But he's I've, probably got some good stories though. Yeah, I've seen him enough on talk shows and in the book will probably have some good Farley stories and some mm-hmm. good Saturday Night Live stories so so that's one that you could check out that I'm sure we'll have some movie theme stories on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, if you're listening to this right around August 5th or so, you can already get a head start look on what we have coming up the next week. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go back to our normal uh, stuff released, news released Monday for the following Friday. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>